This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Silence has fallen aboard the Oz-9, but it's not the silence of snow or of sleep. It's not the silence of peace. It is instead the calm before the storm. The moment when the waters rush out to sea to gather strength before racing back to shore. Dang, you are good. In this moment, as the fate of this ship, and indeed the fate of Earth, rocks precariously on the fine edge of disaster, we step out of time to reflect on how we got to this moment. The sequence of events that have led us here, breathless, teetering, and barely daring to hope. Oh, that was awesome. But look, what are you doing here? I thought the 778 grabbed you again. Hush. Having raced to level four to recover the arms of the 778, only to find the metallic limbs already gone and the two-headed repair bot nowhere to be found, the crew have repaired to the sunny hill of the bioswamp to regroup. Look, I like a sunny regrouping as much as the next guy. What? We've repaired to the sunny hill of the bioswamp to regroup. Which is weird, right? Since none of us has ever actually repaired anything before? Oh, different meaning. Oh, this repair means to go to a place, particularly with other people. I'm... Stunned. Hey, I read. Okay, so what does benign mean? Now what do we do? Ah, the sun is warm, my martini is chilled. Couldn't we just sit here for a moment? It is nice. Oh, it feels quite delicious to be off of that bridge. How do you do it, Captain? <clears throat> I'm talking to you. Captain Madeline? No. Oh, uh, uh, bubble wrap. The secret is bubble wrap. I believe my brain is warming in my head. Oh, so much for my moment of zen. Who are you planning to assassin first? I am thinking, Monsieur Swethers. Oh, carry on then. Don't hurt the dog, though. But of course not. Do you all do this often? Not often enough. Not nearly often enough. We should do this more often. Uh, I could never. Ooh, I was just thinking that. There's a tendril wrapped around my ankle. Hmm. Mine too. It kind of tickles. This feels familiar. <gasps> Mold. Get up. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Move it, this mold isn't getting any prettier. Get it off, get it off, get it off. I don't like being touched. Don't touch me there. Their peace short-lived, the crew bolts to the bridge to regroup in less comfort, but also in less danger of being lulled to sleep by the soporific effects of the mold. Works, right? Oh, it really does. How are you here? I know I saw the repair bot grab you. I'm not here. I recorded this last week as foreshadowing. 
narrators are the original time travelers, remember? But you're on your own now. Narrate them well. I won't fail you. Does anyone feel like there's a whole other storyline going on? Sometimes. Okay, I think I stomped enough bubble wrap to calm down. So, what do we do next? So, um, how about no more of this MCC, ACEC, and crew division, okay? From now on, we have one crew, united under a single banner. Let's try that. I understand nothing, but am hopeful that means no one's going to gas me again. I'm really quite tired of passing out. It's less relaxing than it sounds. I agree with Dr. Von Havitzer. All cards on the table, I think. Agreed? I'm from Minnesota, where we like our lives as neat and as open as the inside of a freshly caught and cleaned walleye. Your spy. You ever see what they do to a walleye in Minnesota? I don't understand you, but I feel vaguely threatened. Works, don't it? Colorful, though Minnesotan metaphors may be, can we move on? You go right ahead, Doc. Thank you. The Minnetonka Community College and Adult Continuing Education Center, or MCCACEC, is, to the casual observer, a normal institution of higher learning. Ah, but if you pull back the outermost layers, aren't a few of the innermost ones, to be honest, and those are the ones that sting a little bit. Like like when you pull on a hanging nail and you get more than just the dead skin and it hurts like the dickens and makes your eyes water. And you're right back to the onion bed. Oh, yeah, like when you eat corn on the cob that's too hot and you burn that bit behind your front teeth and you get that little fluffy thing and you gotta go tear it off. Oh, yeah, the chicken pot pie flap. Yes. Oh, the haggis hanger. Uh, no idea what that is, but sure. You try to pull it loose and it goes too far back. Or those charcuterie board crackers that have all the twigs and seeds and gravel in them. I mean, you just want to enjoy the soft camembert, but you end up with a bit of primeval forest that shreds the inside of your mouth. And we lost him. This is another thing they do a lot. I was wondering. I used to think they were just toying with me, but no. They really are this stupid. How do you get them back? Well, you can let them tire themselves out, but I find a sharp threat does the trick much quicker. Ah, like... Shut up, bro! Let the plants loose on ya! Thank you, Donna. As I was saying, the MCCACEC may appear to be an ordinary college, but in fact... It's a secret training facility for a network of master spies. Uh, good spies like Bond? Or bad spies like all the other ones? Good spies, Leet. I promise. Oh, good. Our mission at MCCACEC is to learn about certain nefariousness and stop it before it can, uh, how you say, uh, nefair too far. I don't think nefair is a word, Doctor. It is. <laughs> That's practically a guarantee it isn't. Watch it, Buster, before I go all benign on your head. And the order of the universe is restored. I believe you're going off topic a bit. Oui. Seriously! Look! We've all managed to get ourselves aboard this ship because we discovered Gated Galaxies is working with the plant aliens to take them back to their planet. But turns out, that wasn't the plant's real plan. They were going to use G2's ships to go back to their planet and bring more plants to Earth. And in the meantime, 
to terraform Earth to make it hospitable for the plants to live on. But not so much for the humans. Uh-huh. I am thinking we knew uh, these beets. Well, yes, that's true. Meanwhile, in this cute little town called French Lick, Indiana, the rich boys of Showertorium were trying to figure out how humans and plants could cohabitate, you see? But the plants need a planet that's super sulfuric. It's more sulfuric than human life can tolerate. G2 brought in a bunch of botanists like Julie to try to modify the plant's genetics, but they ran out of time. Hmm. I'm hungry. I'm... I'm sorry? We're trying to explain yeah, what. No, I, I get that, and, and thanks, but can we do this with, like, popcorn or something? And I'm cool. I have a suggestion for that. Nope. There you are. Uh, You've been so quiet. If we could just wrap this up. Good God, yes, please. We're all going to die horribly. The end. Oh, thank God. Who's for a slouch and fizz? Do we have any more tuber tots? Ooh, I'll have a cocktail, Jesse. But less bracken in mind than before, please. That last one was chewy. Fair deuce. Colin, filthy martini for you. Extra wretched, please. Bad enough for a boil order. Coming right up. Oi! Could you stick with us for five more minutes, please? We are nearly done. And the fate of the galaxy does sort of depend on it. <laughs> Fine, but could you pick up the pace, please? I mean, come on. What do you want us to do about all of this? One thing you may not realize is that this ship is the source of some... contention. Is it? Yes. That's part of the reason I wanted to come here. Initially, the Oz-9 was the only ship that was intended to survive. I told you that was why my ship exploded and yours didn't. Shut up a lot. Captains! Hush! The pods are mostly MREs and gogurts for the plants, but there's also a whole bunch of folks who really are escaping Earth to find another planet to live on. Pod Bay 3. Pod Bay 3. Ugh, does it matter? Does the we're all going to die horribly bit change with this new information? <sighs> or can I have my martini now? Oh, Colin. You, of all the people on the ship, must listen. Why? Because, my see-through friend, you ate my olive. Oh, God. G2 learned of the plant's real plan, and they agreed to give up Earth in exchange for their own lives. Most of G2's investors and board are on this ship. But Southers, that guy, he did the double crossing. He planned to blow up the Oz-9 so he could take back control of the company or destroy the plants and incidentally get rid of his wife. Oh, <laughs> but he discovered his puppy dog was aboard the sheep. Correct, which you were so kindly going to help me find and rescue. Why did you want the dog? Bargaining chip. Also, the idea of blowing up a dog. Uh-uh. And Southers wanted to get rid of a few other troubling loose ends, like Dr. Von Habesetzer and his olive. And the arms of the 778. If you destroy one of the four sacred tokens, you destroy the ultimate power of the four. Let's uh, backtrack to the olive for just a moment. <laughs> Why is Southers so keen to blow up an appetizer? That olive made you invisible. It gave you laser eyes, the ability to fly, super senses, <laughs> a host of other powers you haven't even discovered yet. You couldn't risk having it loose in the galaxy and make some random do-gooder into a superhero. Guess he looked out the colony ate it. Hey! Come on, Colin. The most heroic thing you've done with your laser eyes is caramelizing the tops of Leet's sedge brulee. They were delicious, though. They were cauterized. Look! Southers is still trying to take down this ship. Well, 
we should let him, right? What? Most of the bad guys are on board. The baddies from G2, the plants that want to destroy Earth. Oh, man. He's right, isn't he? Hang on. I'm thinking. Well, hell. Hmm. Leet's right. Taking out the Oz-9 would eliminate most of the problems. It'd leave Earth in Souther's hands. Yeah, Mrs. Sheffield could keep him in check. And Joe's there to keep an eye on the Shoutorium, fellas. Oh, does that mean I can fire up the blender? Cosmo for me, please. Ooh, and then a nip. Ooh, Cosmo. I was thinking margarita, but I could destroy a Cosmo. There's something we're overlooking. Cannot be this simple. Well, it'll kill all of us, just in case anyone was worried we might survive this little trick. What are all the four sacred tokens? And what happens if they're all brought together? Donna? Right. I did find out from research that the tokens are the key to Hades, which I have, the icon on Mrs. Sheffield's cane, a jewel encased in one of the 778's arms, and something called the narrator's microphone. Oh, crap. I'm not sure if they have that yet. Oh, they do. But, best guess is, they have three of the four. Sothers probably won't blow us up until he has the four sacred objects, and the one that brings them all together. Which is... Me. Ah, you remember. I figured it out. How can you be one of the sacred objects? You only recently became an... Object. The binding agent isn't a thing, so to speak. It's a principle. Knowledge. Bring all of these together, say some words, do a little hocus-pocus, turn yourself around, and boom! Boom. Exactly. So, what actually happens if you bring all the stuff together? Well, that's the question, isn't it? Mrs. Sheffield? Hello, my girl. How lovely to see you. Not occupying space on the couch in my office. <laughs> the plug by the couch is the only one that's grounded. Did you want me to burn the building down? <laughs> when I have piles of essays to grade, yes. Oh, hello all. <laughs> lovely to meet you. Yes. Oh. Oh, hello. Clara. Excuse me? How did you get aboard my ship? Yes, I see your problem, Albie, dear. <laughs> do words ever get lodged in there, or, or do they merely float through without landing? <sighs> like paper airplanes. Oi! Standing right here! Okay, well, uh, you see, I carry one of the sacred objects that allows me to travel in time and space. Within limitations, anyway. Hello, Donna dear. <laughs> Having fun? Eh? It's a living. Is it? There? Oh, <laughs> hello. You must be Colin. I'm standing over here. Well, who am I talking to, then? A filing cabinet. I thought Colin was invisible. Is he? I am invisible. I'm also over here. Ah, I guess I see. I see. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's all this space travel. It makes me uh, makes me a bit daft for a moment or two. So. <laughs> if you say so. Your cane did not bring you here, or it would still be smoking. What are you doing here? Yes, you're right. I'll be still as sharp as a 
Sharpe. Well, the see, the the seven seven eight it it landed on Earth, didn't it? So there had to be a a switcheroo, didn't there? Yeah, yeah. I, I expect I got swept up in the switch. There's a one to one exchange, and the seven seven eight is like a person and a half. So who came with you? Ah, yes. Well, perhaps that explains the mess in Pod Bay Three. Yes, I, I suspect I'm worth a bit more than a, a normal human, actually. Just not quite two normal humans. Ew. Yes, fortunately, I had my cane in my hand, so I'm, I'm quite comfortable to get myself home again. Surely you don't plan to just leave us all on the Oz-9? Are you not happy here? I'm over here. Oh, I was asking the filing cabinet, but... Uh, do go on and answer, if you must. We decided to blow the ship up because there's so many baddies on it. Ah, leaked. Yes, yes, that does seem quite sensible. <laughs> yes, so I'll just be off then. Hang on. We're not interested in being blown up like pawns in some intergalactical game. It's a one-for-one, one, Colin. You wouldn't want to force someone else to be blown up, would you? Of course I would. Oh, me too. Yeah, I gotta admit. <clears throat> we are... Getting a bit ahead of ourselves here. If we could take a step backwards and determine what happens with the four and Zavon. Look, no one really knows what happens. Hmm? I mean, the four sides of the rhomboid of power are held in stasis by the equivalent powers they hold. The four sides? Of the rhomboid, yes. Yes, it's that square that sort of, sort of leans. Yes, I... I know what a rhomboid is. You do not. You'd have gone to Google it as soon as you have a moment alone. Shut up. What are the four sides? MCCACEC. Gated Galaxies. Showertorium. And I'm not sure about the fourth one. Oh my god. I think it's the Ron Howard School of Expository Sciences. It's got to be something super cool, right? Like another spy school? Only with a better name. Well... I am booed. No. <laughs> I'm astonished you lasted this long. I'm actually a tiny bit bored myself, and I understand the conversation. <laughs> you see, we have so very much in common. Okay, let me think. Let me think. I've got to get the narrator back, but I've got to do the end credits. Damn it! My head's full. Yeah, I gotta say I'm pretty much all Cosmo anticipation up in here. Uh, my martini is warm. Hang on. So what? Ah, you're all just going to 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 wander off then, are you? Hmm. We have a great deal of planning to do. Yes. Let's make a to-do list, shall we? Hmm. Oh, good idea. Number one, die. Oh, you forgot the screaming. Ah, yes. What would I do without you? Number one, scream. Number two, die. Should we add floating? I expect we'll be doing a lot of floating. Number three. Float endlessly in the black void of space. Anything else? I could really go for a sedge brulee. Any chance you might uh, fire up the caramelizers there, Colin? Ooh, I saved some of the birthday candles I made from the wanksy buildup on Albert's scales. We could have a party. Wait, the birthday candles on my cake were made from alligator scale wax. Well, yeah. Oh, endlessly disgusting. But they were cool, right? They were cool. I wondered why they smelled so fishy. You know, they blew the candles right at me and I got this whiff of like herring mixed with some things I got a dark soul with a hint of like a stick fish.
Good Lord. Oh, Albie. Are they the most ridiculous people I've ever met? <sighs> or the most heroic. I know. I still haven't decided yet, either. I know what I think. You've been listening to... Eric Perry as Dr. Von Habesetzer. Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield. David S. Deere as Dr. Theo Grome. June Clark Eubanks as The Albatross. Aaron Clark as Le Bichon Frise. Richard Cowan as Leet. Kevin Hall as Greg. Tim Sherburn as Colin. Bonnie Brantley as Jesse and Donna. Shannon Perry as Madeline and Olivia. I'm Kyle Jones as Narrator 2 with Richard Nadalny as your narrator. Just a reminder that you can still purchase our merchandise or support us on Patreon by going to our website oz-9.com and following the links. That's it for us Space Monkeys and we'll see you next time. Good morning, Agent Phillips. In a time when things are at their bleak, a terrorist could shut down airport control towers or nuclear power plants when villains threaten every corner of the globe. Some of the most dangerous people in the world. Only one man has the skills, the wit, and the talent to save us all. The greatest man who ever lived. Secret Agent Chet Phillips. Chet Phillips. Where is Chet Phillips? You know what? Nope. 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 I don't even want to hear the rest. For the first time in agency history, Agent Phillips has declined a mission. Yes! Mission rejected. The adventures of the world's most secret agents. The backups. Skip Granger, master of the code word. Why don't blind people go skydiving? Because it frightens the dog. Mackenzie McGrath, computer genius and identity thief. I'd also like to just point out that my part in your plan seems to be to use $5 million worth of -of state-of-the-art equipment to change a postage stamp. Bowden Moncrief, actor and master impersonator. You know, I heard from my agent that they're interested in me for the 12th Angry Man at the Don Rickles Dinner Arena. Gloria, former White House intern. Do you see the tiny dots on the coffee cups? It's a ternary code I invented. This one's Earl Grey with half and half. When the hero doesn't want to help, they're the world's only hope. Any questions? Uh, yes. Are these assignments gonna just keep getting more and more terrible? Mission Rejected is a monthly full-cast comedy adventure. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a Ninth World Journal. A careless experiment with a teleportation device has left me stranded in random places throughout the Ninth World. While trying to survive in these strange lands, I must find a way to reverse my condition. A Ninth World Journal is a science fantasy audio drama podcast. Subscribe to listen or visit ninthworldjournal.com. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Oh, hey, friends, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. You don't know me, but I'm going to introduce you to Dungeons & Dragons, where I play D&D with my friends... 
and th- and they're going to become your friends because you're going to love us so much. I mean, maybe maybe you won't love us, but we'll love you. Let me give you a taste of the show in 42 seconds. Let's go. You must have a, f- and a flask. Anything. He's got a satchel. This is the most disappointed <laughs> way I've ever heard anyone say the word satchel. Cost. How much is a donkey cost? Russ, how much is a donkey cost? Donkey is the a question donkey everyone cost? wants to know. For one hour. It's concentration, so if you do another concentration spell... It's abjuration, you doink. It's concentration. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like exactly the sort of person you should probably tell your friends about. The kind that are there and say, like, weird, mysterious things and then just disappear? Yeah, that's why I'm telling oh, you. Okay. Also, he had three eyes. Oh! We're having this rager. I mean, Lich Astley and the Magic Magic Missiles is going to be playing <laughs> later tonight. Is he ever going to give you up? <laughs> never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Orcus is going to rule all and he won't desert you. What else do I need to tell you? We're Dungeons and Dragons. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts or at dumbdragons.com. We can't wait to adventure with you.